Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And away we go. Hour number three of our radio program. That's right. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Most of the NFL world right now is at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. So let's head to Indy right now. Welcome in Eric Eager, our pal, who is the VP of Sumer Sports. He's kind enough to jump on board with us once again on CBS Sports Radio. Eric, appreciate the time as always. How are you? Zach, I'm doing great. How about you? Well, I'm doing fantastic. So we've been having a big show today in regards to Caleb Williams. Uh, what is your view of Caleb Williams? We all hear him get called a generational talent. When you evaluate him, your evaluation of Caleb Williams is what? Yeah, I think that that description is is fair uh, to an extent. I mean, I think that there are warts, for example, when you look at, you know, the way that he handles pressure, um, you know, the, the you know, there were some games in college football last year, for example, the one against Notre Dame where, uh, the, you know, it, it went off the rails a little bit. But uh, I, I do think that when you look at arm talent and, and the, you know, the the things that these teams are looking for as far as does he ever have every club in the bag as a quarterback? I think that he, he certainly has those. Uh, and so as far as going number one uh, to Chicago or ever trades up for that pick, uh, I think he certainly has the goods. Uh, he's not foolproof. He's not bust proof, but I do think he uh, is certainly in that cluster of, of players who uh, is in that like Trevor Lawrence kind of class. So you're there in Indianapolis. You hear a bunch of this chatter. I think it's a lock that the Bears are going to take Williams at one and trade Justin Fields. I know Peter King, the great Peter King, uh, who just announced his retirement in one of his uh, articles, his last article, I guess, on uh, Monday morning quarterback in Football Morning in America, said he believes from what he's hearing that the Bears are going to trade the number one pick and they're going to keep Fields. So do you think it's a lock right now that it's going to be Williams at one to Chicago? A lock, no. I think that Williams – so I think Williams is is very, very likely to go first. If you look at the markets, yeah. it's like minus 1,000 that he'll go first. Um, do I think Washington could trade up uh, to, to go get him? Possibly. Do I think that the Bears 
uh, would be smart to move back to two and maybe consider Jaden Daniels or Drake May uh, and still move on from Fields? Absolutely. I think keeping Fields is probably the third best decision that they could make beyond uh, you know, just staying at one and taking Williams, trading back to two and taking the second best guy on their board, uh, and, and then staying with Justin Fields. To me, you know, it, it doesn't matter. The Bears have, you know, not necessarily given Fields uh, the best as far as support is concerned, but that doesn't matter at this point. Like, you have to make the best decision based upon what the future holds. And even if Fields ends up being a $45 million quarterback, which is is a you know, that's a pretty, uh, I don't know, eager estimate for, for him. Um, that's what they're going to have to pay him because that's what Daniel Jones is, is making. So would you rather have a guy that's maybe a zero surplus quarterback over the next four or five years or a guy, even if, you know, Caleb Williams ends up being a $35 million quarterback, he's going to make 10. And so you're going to be making 25 million surplus that you can go and, and go get another player like a Montez Sweat or go get another player like a DJ Moore. Imagine adding another player to your stable like that to, to go and make sure that that player can have, have success. So much of what, you know, we talk about with respect to Justin Fields and before him, Mitch Trubisky and before him, Jay Cutler has been about support. And, and I can't imagine going and paying Justin Fields 40, $45 million just to make that support weaker and to make that argument again about the same quarterback. So with what you just said, it's fascinating. You're now the second person in back-to-back days that we've had throughout this scenario where the Bears pass on Williams at one, maybe trade back and still get some in return for the number one overall pick and still take a quarterback. Like, let's say I make Eric Eager the GM of the uh, Chicago Bears. Are you taking Williams at one? Or are you maybe trading back to two or three, rolling with May and Daniels trading fields and then still getting some stuff in return and getting a quarterback of the future. I mean, you know, before I got into this world, like the, the seminal paper that I read was by uh, you know Nobel prize winner, Richard Thaler and, and Cade Matthews, now a good friend of mine. The, the, the fact is, is they we're not all that sure. And this research suggests that between one and two, like we, we think we know that Caleb Williams is, is definitively better than Drake may or Jaden Daniels, but we don't know. And the fact is that there's a team like Washington, that's going to give you pick 40, a future one, and maybe a veteran player for the right or for the, for that certainty. And you get to say, okay, I'm going to maybe take Drake may who on average is maybe 10% worse than Caleb Williams, but I get in return a pick 40, a first round pick next year, who again, I could use that on a quarterback at Drake may is a complete disaster uh, again, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's the move that I make. I, I go to Washington and I say, look like Cliff Kingsbury, uh, Caleb Williams, I'm going to, sh- I'm going to dangle that in front of their faces and, and, and try to do that. Uh, and, and at some point, if you build up so much young talent around this quarterback with sweat and with more, and with all of these young players that they build up from the Panthers picks a season ago, it might not even matter that much the difference between Caleb Williams and Drake May uh, because the talent around him is so is so vast. Eric Eager here with us. So you rank May in front of Jaden Daniels? I'm assuming just based off that answer, or do you you put Daniels in front of May? It's close. Daniels, his production last year, that season that Daniels had at LSU is the best season of any of these quarterbacks in the whole draft, including Williams' 2022 Heisman season. Um, the problem with Daniels is there's a metric called pressure to sack ratios, basically how often you take, you take pressures and convert them to sacks. And his 
measure is going to be the highest of any first round quarterback that's ever been taken. And uh, the stat that's really funny is like Patrick Mahomes, his mark is going to be le- his mark go- coming out of Texas tech was less than half of that. And his mark from college to pro is less than one tenth of a percent different than it was Kansas city to Texas tech. It's a very stable metric. And generally speaking, when a young quarterback comes into the league, he's coming into a league without a great offensive line. He's coming into a league and the, and the game is really sped up. I need to have a quarterback who can avoid pressure. And Drake May is not the best at it, but he's 6% better at it generally over the course of his career than Jaden Daniels was. So I'm going to break the tie with that statistic. I don't think that they're that far apart. I think that Daniels has a ton of ability, but he is going to have to break a statistical mold that not many quarterbacks have broken, including Justin Fields, who had many great accuracy statistics and a lot of other things going for him. But when he was at Ohio State was very uh, mediocre at con- you know converting uh, you know pressures to sacks. Eric Eager here with us. He's at the Combine. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio, does a great job, VP of Sumer Sports. So we know Williams, May, and Daniels will all be first-round picks. How many more quarterbacks do you think end up going in the first 32 picks? The other day, I said it will be four. I think Michael Penix is better than J.J. McCarthy, but I don't think Penix will be a first-rounder because of the injury history, and I think McCarthy will find a way to fall in the first round. Yeah, I think that's sharp. I think... By the time you look at the betting markets, they'll probably make the market five and a half. Um, and historically, betting the under on that has always won. Um, there's always that quarterback that sort of trails. Even in the year when um, you know it was Lamar Jackson and Josh Rosen, the betting market was actually expecting Mason Rudolph to get into the back end of that first round. And it ended up Lamar Jackson barely getting in. So I think they'll put the market at about five and a half. And I think you know, J.J. McCarthy probably will get in, and then it'll probably be a Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and I think we'll both be surprised that that a team is not going to be willing to go up and, and grab the fifth-year option on that player because it's not worth as much now that the new CBA of 2020 makes that fifth-year option a lot more expensive. So I do agree that it's probably going to be out four, and I would think it tops out at about five. I don't think it's as deep of a class as people believe. So we had a big conversation the last hour. Uh, one of the producers around here uh, Ryan Hickey, who I know uh, you know, who used to be my old producer, uh, he suggested that the Bills should trade Josh Allen to the Bears, and the Bears would give him the first overall pick in the draft and the ninth overall pick in the draft. He's getting dragged on Twitter for that suggestion. I understand why, and he should be dragged. But it elicited the conversation of how many quarterbacks are untouchable in a trade for the number one overall pick. I had six. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, Joe Burrow, C.J. Stroud, and I did still throw in there Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. How many quarterbacks do you think would be untouchable in a deal for the number one overall pick to go have Caleb Williams be your next quarterback? Yeah, throw the contracts out just because Justin Herbert's contract is not tradable, for example, and I think that that's the number I would go in. But one more name I would add, and, and maybe I wouldn't, but there's one name that's interesting. How, how, how close is Jordan Love to that conversation? He was one that we threw out there, and also Jalen Hurts, who outplayed Mahomes in a Super Bowl two years ago and then had a year uh, this year down the stretch. Love, I, I, the reason I ended up going still with Williams is because as good as Love was down the stretch, I just think Williams has a higher upside. But you go back to the Jordan Love draft process 
no one said he was Patrick Mahomes, but they were like, he could be 40 or 50% like Patrick Mahomes. And you know this, Caleb Williams is uh, the closest prospect that we've had compared uh, to Patrick Mahomes. So I just think as a prospect, Williams is like, uh, you know, not the right term to use here on steroids compared to Jordan Love a little bit. Which just shows you the uncertainty of this whole process. Jordan Love is a mid-20s pick. Patrick Mahomes, the 10th pick, picked eight picks after Mitch Trubisky. Like, we're talking about, of course, the first overall pick as if, you know, he's some certain thing. And yet the guys who are all, we're all talking about the pros, it's like Patrick Mahomes is 10th overall pick. Josh Allen's a seventh. Justin Herbert's a sixth. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's a 32nd, et cetera, et cetera. It's so much, it's so funny. And, and again, if, if you're thinking about, you know, whether or not the bears should trade pick number one, I think that that, you know, is more evidence that maybe you should, maybe you should consider the best quarterback in a draft is not always the first one that's taken. And the craziest part too, is I don't even think Caleb Williams is the best player in this draft. Like I, I think Marvin Harrison jr. Is the safest thing in this draft. And if I had to put my money on one player, being a Hall of Famer from this draft, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. for me, and it's not even close. Yeah, and I think I think Arizona, if it gets to that pick, and I, I do think New England does trade out of that pick and and let uh, you know the first team that you know the the team that wants a quarterback that's a better built team uh, is going to trade up for that third pick. But if that if it gets to Arizona, I, I think Marvin Harrison to Arizona is the biggest lock of this draft from a from a betting perspective. But uh, but yeah, I think you're right, and and. Uh, and he he does seem like the most polished wide receiver prospect we've seen since Jamar Chase. Talking to Eric Eager for a few more moments on the Zach Gelb Show. He's the VP of Sumer Sports. Uh, what are your thoughts on Brock Bowers? Had a great college career, but I'm not going to lie. I saw him in person without pads on at the Super Bowl, and I was like, hmm, that doesn't look like the guy that I usually see that's on uh, television. I was underwhelmed by Brock Bowers. Yeah, and, and I think that that's the biggest part of the combine now that not a lot of guys do the three cone and not a lot of guys bench and all that. Like, I just want to heighten a weight on a guy now. Like if he's six, one and three quarters and we're, and I, I, you know, I know you're in the North. Like if he, if he's Garrett Mills size, like, are we really, are we talking about uh, a guy that's going to be picked in the top 10 and, 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 you know, with Kyle Pitts, the, the situation with him a few years ago where, you know, he was generational, but he hasn't really lived up to it. And, you know, the history of, of, of first round tight ends, let alone top 10 tight ends being what it is. Uh, I think if he slips past the Chargers uh, at five, like, I don't know who's going to trade up and actually take him. So it's going to be an interesting one. I, I could see as far as ranges in this draft. Um, other than, you know, a guy like Penix or another guy like Bo Nix and JJ McCarthy, like I think of the position players, he has the widest range. I think he could go from five all the way down to like 18, uh, in this draft, uh, you know, come April. So wide receivers, we know Roma Dunze is highly touted. We just, uh, you just heard what I had to say about Marvin Harrison jr. Uh, neighbors is also a big prospect as well, but everyone keeps telling me how deep this wide receiver draft class is after those three guys, who are some of the other guys that you are really inclined to maybe use a, an earlier pick on in the NFL draft. Yeah. McConkey out of, out of Georgia is an interesting one. The Georgia receivers haven't always done. I mean, Pickens did okay. Uh, you know, he's had his ups and downs. Uh, McCole Hardman was not necessarily, I, I know he caught the game winning touchdown, the Super Bowl, but he wasn't uh, necessarily the, the, the greatest for Kansas city, but uh, McConkey has a lot of traits that I think are different uh, than some of the guys that have come out of Georgia in the past. Uh, I know my former colleague, Mike Renner, uh, you know, just came out with a, an interesting comp for him. And I, I think that 
Um, you know, it, it's going to be, uh, you know, interesting, uh, you know, near the back end of the draft there. But I, I, I've sort of, you know, enjoyed what I saw out of his tape and, and his analytics have looked pretty good. Uh, right now, it looks like he's being mocked kind of in that 30 to 35 range. So depending upon, you know, whether you are a team like Kansas City that wants to shore up a receiving core that kind of held them back uh, and made it difficult for them to win the Super Bowl, or you're a team like Carolina who that's going to be your first pick at 33. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. And, and uh, you know, for him, I know for McConkie, it's going to be, he's probably praying it's the former, not the latter. So I got two more for you, Russell Wilson and then Justin Fields. Where are they playing next year, in your opinion? Where would you like to see them play next year? Well, I think with Wilson, it's really interesting because does he swallow his pride and go to Minnesota on a one-year, like, minimum value deal, stick it to Denver, uh, because, you know, like any deal that he takes is going to offset with Denver. Um, and so if he goes somewhere on a minimum you know, uh, deal, he's still going to get all of his money from Denver. And then he's going to benefit the team that he goes to on a, on a minimum value contract. So if he goes to Minnesota, plays with Justin Jefferson, maybe he could look really good. Uh, you know, Kevin O'Connell's done a really good job with Kirk Cousins over the past couple of years. And he, even a, a, a very, uh, I think, a passable job with guys like Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins and so, so, so forth. So I think Minnesota as a bridge to maybe J.J. McCarthy or if the Vikings trade up, uh, and take Jaden Daniels. That could be a possibility there. I think for Fields, the the natural one is, is the Falcons. But I think the Falcons uh, are are going to be heavy in on Kirk Cousins. So I think Pittsburgh's kind of the next one go there. Um, you know, with with the, the Najee Harris's and the Jalen Warrens and kind of you know build that run game uh, with an offensive line that had a really good second half of the year. When you look at Harris's efficiency, uh, they really came on as an offense, not because Mason Rudolph was anything special, but because they were able to actually move the line of scrimmage down the stretch. That that's kind of the ingredient for for Justin Fields being a uh, you know a plus player uh, at the quarterback position. Last thing I'll ask Eric Eager, the VP of Sumer Sports. So I remember in the summer when we had you on and you were talking about the Texans, how they could be better than what people think. And the Texans were not only better than what people think, then a whole lot better than what people thought, making the playoffs and winning a playoff game. I know we haven't seen the draft unfold yet. I know we haven't seen free agency get underway yet. Is there a team maybe right now that you're already starting to have a little buzz about how you think their offseason's going to play out? I think you have to look at Arizona. I, and, and I'm maybe going to be a little bit more long-term there, but you have 13 picks. You have a, a decent amount of draft capital. Um, I think that that could be the – Marvin Harrison, you get that, him in the building. already have Kyler Murray. Uh, there's some of the formula that Detroit had. We have a veteran quarterback who's a former number one overall pick. Uh, you have a coach who I think has a clue. Uh, you know, the way, that, the way in which they – they beat Philadelphia with the onside kick. There's very clearly some strategy in that building that you like. Uh, and, they, and they're going to be able to build it, I think, uh, from the ground up. Uh, and that division, when you look at Seattle, L.A., I think L.A. was uh, you know, punched above their weight class certainly last year. Seattle is going to be breaking in a new coach. And San Francisco, you know, every single year, San Francisco is either going to be in the NFC Championship game or better, or they're going to lose 10 games. That's, that's empirical. So uh, I think that there, there's, a, there's a path for Arizona to eventually be pretty good in that NFC West. And whether it's the Detroit path where it's a couple of years before they're good, or it's the Houston path where they're good almost immediately after putting a bunch of draft picks in place, uh, it, it remains to be seen. But I like what Arizona's doing. 
Make sure you check out Sumer Sports. He's the VP, Eric Eager. Eric, always great to see you. Thanks so much for doing this. Zach, thanks for having me on. Take care. You got it. Eric Eager joining us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio, live from Indianapolis, the site of the 2024 NFL Combine that is underway. All righty. We will uh, take a timeout. When we come on back, there have been some grades from the NFL PA about coaches and owners. I'll give you my biggest takeaways from that when we return. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. So this is the last show for me this week. Off Thursday, Friday, heading to Puerto Rico tomorrow early in the morning. Uh, So there will be no Zach Gelb Show PSA tomorrow. Can I just give you my PSA, though, what it would have been? Um, I'm going to do that right now, Samter. Um, I think you're going to find this one to be funny because it comes at the expense of your boy. Uh, Last night, went out for dinner, and I'm walking out of the restaurant, and right outside the restaurant, very good restaurant, very good meal. I stepped in dog poop, and it wasn't just like, a little dog poop. This was a lot of dog poop. If you have a dog, and it would be one thing if this was like a Tootsie Roll size poop and you leave it on the sidewalk. But like, I for a second thought that this was, it could have been in the city. I thought this was like human poop for a second. After you like maybe uh had a, a Delta 9 Brian uh, Munchie special. Seriously. And you had to maybe go take a number two. I couldn't believe how much dog poop I stepped in last night. I, what is wrong with people? Your dog takes a deuce. You got to pick it up. And this was so much poop that it may have been tough to pick it up. You have to at least make an effort. I was so annoyed, and I was wearing nice shoes last night. And it was right when you stepped outside of the restaurant, and it was raining too. I had to 
going to the gym of my hotel of uh, my apartment when I got home. And there is a like a steam sauna area and a bathroom area. And I had to just I wasn't bringing the shoe in my apartment. I had to run it under the sink water just to get some of the poop off. And then I ended up taking a toothbrush and had to scrub the rest of it off. Instant night ruiner. I had such a great evening last night. And I'm leaving the restaurant. And I step in. Like, this dog must have been King Kong for crying out loud. I couldn't believe how much dog poop I stepped in last night. You have a dog, and I used to have a dog. I love dogs. I'm thinking about adopting a dog uh, within a year. You know, that's something that's crossed my mind. But how could you be that inconsiderate to not pick up your dog's poop? Like, sometimes you run out of a bag or something like that. Okay. But this person clearly saw the poop was too big and didn't want to pick it up. And there have been a lot of times now, and I've noticed this more than ever, where I'm walking around the city, there is so much dog poop in the city right now, and I can't tell, it's like a daily occurrence. And not just once, like multiple times a day, where I'm able to evade the dog poop, and you come very close to stepping on it, and then you just step right over it. But last night, unfortunately... The dog poop got the best of me. Ruined my night. As a dog owner, there's few things that upset me more than irresponsible dog owners. And you have a small dog, right? Yeah. I'm telling you, I've seen a photo of your dog. Think of your dog just as poop. (laughs) That's how big the poop was last night on the the streets of New York City. I'm just going to tell you this. One, if you get a big dog, you're prepared for them having big dog, you know, big poop. Sure. So that's not an excuse. Like, oh, there's a lot of poop. They're used to picking up a lot of poop. And if they're not doing it, I'm seeing it all over the streets, too. It's unacceptable. Sometimes it'll be like in a flower bed where there's more like soil around. And so it's a little bit more acceptable. But then my dog goes into the poop. And then my dog steps in it. Then I step in it when I'm going to pick up my own dog's poop. (laughs) So I know. So I'm all about just you have to pick up your dog's poop no matter what. It is unacceptable, especially on the concrete. What I will tell you is this. Wait, wait, hold on. Are you about to give me a butt on dog poop? Are you about to make this my fault somehow? No, 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 no. Okay, good. No. Because I would say I was just going to walk off set and you don't have to show me the next 30 I'm going to be much worse than that. Uh Uh-oh. I can just tell you from visual confirmation and experience, it's not always from a dog. Oh, no. uh, Trust me. I I thought that this could have been from a human last night. Yeah. So the, I have seen that around the city enough, mm-hmm. uh, either in person or yeah. via security camera or whatever. But here's why I think it was a dog. It was right in front of the restaurant. And this is a nice restaurant. If a person walked over there and unzipped their pants and took a number two in front of the restaurant... I think we would have seen it. I think someone would have seen it. There's a maitre d' standing right there in front of the window of the restaurant. This was definitely dog. I, it may not have been. I, I really hope it was. And and if it was, like, uh, that's my first addendum to this conversation. But if it was a dog, it's unacceptable. They should be prosecuted by the law. <laughs> I'm not talking about getting them a ticket. I'm talking about arresting them, putting the dog in a temporary 
you know, um, hotel for dogs. It's not the dog's it's fault. Not the dog's no. fault. No, put the dog. Forget the about like, not a shelter, owner. not a cage. Put. We should have like dog hotels around the city, and whenever a dog's mm. owner doesn't pick up their poop, the dog goes to the hotel, lives a lap of luxury while the owner suffers in prison <laughs> for a few days, and then the owner learns their lesson, picks the dog up, and has to deal with it the next and time. And clean my shoes. Yeah, and they should be responsible for the bill of cleaning your shoes. I want new shoes. There it is. I'm in. Oh, it was disgusting. Yeah, I'm all, as a dog owner, irresponsible dog owners drive me crazy, especially in the city. Ack, have you realized this? Uh, you've been a longtime uh, city liver here uh, in, in New York City. Have you realized more dog poop these days on the streets? No. Really? No. You, you must not get out a lot. There's, I don't. <laughs> there, there is a high increase of dog poop. And He's you know also what? not uh, in I mean, Manhattan. Like, line forms to the left. Oh, yeah, where like, do you, oh, act. You're not in Manhattan, act. I'm not in Manhattan. Oh, okay. I'm in, I'm in Brooklyn. Gotcha. So I don't see. I don't see it either place. So, <sighs> well, maybe I need but, to move to Brooklyn then. Yeah, yeah there because you go. A tree grows in Brooklyn. In Manhattan, <laughs> plenty it, of places for the dogs to go. It, it is just disgusting. The one thing I will say is around 345 Hudson, where we are, it is a good area. It is a good area, and I've walked my dog and seen a lot of people walking their dogs in this area. Mm-hmm. And they're very good about cleaning up after themselves. So Act probably is not witnessing what you and I are seeing on a daily basis. And I live in Financial District, which is a, a good area. Um, it's not it, – you see it there. Last night I was in Midtown, though. Like, where you live, Samter, you're in in Kipps Bay? Yeah, it's like Kipps Bay. It's, it's a very residential part of the city. Yeah, and, and there are some younger people in that area. Very young area. So, but so oftentimes, me, it's not the young people who aren't picking up. It's the older people who aren't picking up. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I've noticed it. I've witnessed it multiple times, and I yell at people. Like, if I see it, I don't <laughs> I don't walk by quietly. I walk right up to them, and I yell I, I, And sometimes I'll hand them a bag, and I'll say, pick up your damn dog's poop. And I'll, I won't say poop. I'll say other yes, things. You'll say, but yes. I get right in their face because there's no excuse, right? The only excuse is, you know, I, I can't find, for me, if I ever am without a bag, I look for a leaf, I look for a napkin, I look for something. I'll find another dog owner and ask them for a bag. So there's really no excuse, but at least if you forget that you don't have your bag on you and you're like, crap, I don't know what else to do. Well, there's no excuse because like when you go to the bathroom, you make sure that there's toilet paper in the roll. Yes. However, we've all been in the situation where you sit down and Oops, there's nothing there. I've had a situation where I walked out with a bag and the bag fell out of my pocket. Uh, and here I, or sometimes I pick up the poop after my dog and he goes for number two, number two. So, so okay. now I'm out of bags and I'm like, well, I wasn't expecting this. So now I'm kind yeah. of scrambling, but I always make sure it's picked up. Even if I have to find a napkin on the street or use something or walk to a restaurant and get a bag or something, but I always pick it up. Yeah, no, l- last night was a rough night and I was, it's one of my nicer pair of shoes and. Walked right out of the restaurant. Luckily, oh. it comes off. Yeah. But I it's, mean, it's annoying, but it comes off. Still, though, today, it gets in your head, and you think you're smelling it because you smelled that vile smell last night. Go get a cheap toothbrush and, and just do, like, a quick, you know. That's like what a real, I did. I yeah. used two toothbrushes there last night. I just got an industrial-sized pack of toothbrushes, two of them I use to clean off the shoes because some dope let their dog poop on the, and I'm hoping it's and a dog. And just, ma- just make sure that you, you know, got rid of those toothbrushes. Toothbrushes. I mean, I've seen people like swap things Not around by mistake. To the neighbor. <laughs> I mean, your teeth look a little bit discolored today. I'm oh, just gonna say. Oh no, 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 no! I threw them in the trash. I threw them in in the garbage room. Please, come on. All right, it is the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. What a show this has been today. Well, come on back. Uh, NFL PA grades have been out for coaches and owners. There's a few surprises. We'll get into that on the other side. Update time first. 
a man that avoids the poop in New York City. And I'm very jealous of him. He is the great Richard Act. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. It's time to answer Ask the Pros question of the day. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Will in D.C. says, Zach, which head coach right now in the NFL would you least want to play for? You can submit a question by tweeting at CBS Sports Radio at Zach Gelb using the hashtag Ask the Pros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. I think my answer may surprise some people. The coach that I would least want to play for right now is actually Robert Sala. I'm talking about active NFL head coaches, not people that just got fired. Robert Sala has no control over his locker room right now. Like, it would be one thing to say, oh, maybe that's why you would want to play for him because it's easy, and, and Robert Sala does everything for the players. But if I'm trying to win, and that would be my objective, I don't think Robert Sala can be a head coach of a winning football team. And I'm not saying that we can't live in a world where you have a player-friendly coach, because you can. But you can't be a doormat. Like, Dan Campbell's player-friendly, he's not a doormat. D'Amico Ryan's player-friendly, not a doormat. Robert Sala is a doormat. And even though that could be appealing to a player because you could walk all over your coach, that doesn't create a winning environment. So I wouldn't want to play for uh, Robert Sala. So the NFLPA had their, uh, I guess this is their second annual coaching and owner survey. And these are from coaches and owners from this past season. So the A-plus coaches were Andy Reid, Dan Campbell, and Kevin O'Connell. And Andy Reid, great coach. Dan Campbell, great coach. Kevin O'Connell is player-friendly. Um, and you could really understand that the players respect him. I know they didn't have a good season this year, but they had Justin Jefferson hurt, and they had Kirk Cousins hurt as well. I was a little bit surprised by the A-list here. Sean McDermott. There was a lot of controversy there this past year, but I guess Sean McDermott didn't lose that locker room. Zach Taylor, not surprising. 
Samter, here's one that's surprising. Mike McCarthy. And now, if you're highly graded by the players, I do wonder if that's sometimes a bad thing. Like, for Andy Reid and Dan Campbell, it's a good thing, right? They have the results. But this was another year where a Mike McCarthy team wasn't prepared for a playoff game. Like, how much of this list has to be taken with a grain of salt? Because if you are a little bit tough and you run a tighter ship, that may not result in the best grade here because it's not necessarily the most player-friendly environment. So just because the coach is, is, high, is really highly graded here, Samter, I don't always know if that's a good thing. For Mike McCarthy to be in the A-list here, I don't think that's a, a good sign necessarily. I mean, I think the way that these coaches are viewed by the players and how they're viewed by us is just, it, I think this is very telling. Mm-hmm. We wonder why Mike McCarthy keeps getting chance after chance after chance after chance, and maybe this is why. You know, there's, you talked about this a lot, especially with Nick Sirianni. You want a coach who's player-friendly. Which, by the way, yep. Nick Sirianni's also an A-list coach. I, I'm, I'll give you the A's real quick, then I'll let you continue. McDermott, Taylor, McCarthy, McVeigh. Mike McDaniel, Nick Sirianni, uh, Tomlin, Shanahan, Carroll. On that list, I would not want to play for, uh, or, or I don't think McCarthy should be employed right now. I don't think Sirianni should be employed right now. Just on that list. Right, and so what you, what you say with Sirianni often is you want a player's coach who's not someone that you can walk all over, yeah. and that kind of seems what Sirianni is. I don't think that McCarthy gets walked over, at least not by the players. He probably gets walked over by the Joneses for sure. But he seems like a guy who players respect and like. Whether we as the media like him or respect him or think he's oh, a good enough coach. McCarthy is a likable guy. He's a man's man. Yeah. But there's a difference between liked and respected, right? Like, Sean Payton is probably respected because he's won a title. I don't think he's liked yeah, by that, a lot of people. That's fair. Right? Well, I, I'll say this. I think McCarthy is well-liked and well-respected in that locker room. That's, Nick Sirianni, I think that's all you can ask for, for as a coach. Nick Sirianni, I think, is well-liked. I don't know if he is respected. respected. 100%. Because there was no order in that locker room. None. 100%. And that's why I think Mike McCarthy keeps getting shots because they have all these exit meetings every year, and I'm sure the players are like, dude, he's awesome, and you're getting results. They're just not winning in the playoffs. So that's why McCarthy is still around because he's a player's coach who's respected by the players, and that, outside of just winning games, that's the most important thing as a coach. Be liked, be respected, and win. Now, A-minuses. Jonathan Gannon. Sean Payton, which is surprising what we just said. Brian Dayball, Doug Peterson, Shane Steichen, Frank Reich, D'Amico Ryans. Frank Reich got fired in season first year on a job. And he ranks at A minus. You know what that shows me? David Tepper's a disaster. An absolute disaster. The players could vote the coach as an A minus. He gets fired first year on the job. I you know, I'll have to look where where Tepper did rank. I'll do that in just a second. B-plus coaches. Harbaugh, LaFleur, Vrabel. I think all three are excellent coaches. B-coaches. Eberflus, Brandon Staley, and Robert Sala. Oh, who wants to play for Sala and Staley? B-minus, Stefanski, who I like. Belichick, Dennis Allen, Todd Bowles. Now, I think when this story was first put out there, everyone's like, oh, Belichick got a B-minus. That's pretty damn good. But look how many coaches I've listed before we got to B minus. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. 
25, 26, 27. That's 27 coaches before we get to B minus. That's wild. That's a lot of coaches. Um, Arthur Smith was a C plus. Ron Rivera was a C. You want to know who was a uh, the lowest rated coach? Josh McDaniels, to, to no surprise. Now, let me give you owners here. The A-plus owners were the Dolphins and Vikings. So Vikings, highest-rated owner, level, highest-rated coaches. Eagles were an A, Broncos, Jaguars, Ravens, Packers, A. Bills were an A-minus, Niners were an A-minus, Arthur Blank, A-minus. B-plus, look how quickly the Texans have turned things around. The Texans are now B-plus. New York with the Giants, Chicago, New Orleans, the Raiders, and Tennessee. B, Jerry Jones, the Browns, and the Commanders. B minus, Lions and Jets. C plus, Bengals, Rams, Seahawks, Chargers. The Colts were a C. This is one that's surprising, Samter. Robert Kraft, a D plus. I'm shocked by that. Like, Robert Kraft is one of the legendary NFL owners, and he's very friendly with Michael Rubin, and they're nowhere close in age, and you see how many players that Robert Kraft hangs out with? I'm surprised. And a lot of it is because the pa- people think the Patriots need some upgrades with facilities. I'm surprised that Robert Kraft was a D plus. That's shocking to me. And he seems likable. But let's also remember, like, this Patriots roster, like, we think about the Patriots who won titles. Oh, they're terrible There's, there's only a few guys on this roster who were with any of those teams that won a title. Yeah. So it's kind of hard for this current roster to kind of look at Robert Kraft. And rem- like, if you were to ask the Edelmans, the Bradys, the Welkers, the Richard Will Seymours, Ford. the Will Forks, they're going to heap praise on Harrison. Kraft. This yeah. current roster probably doesn't know that Kraft very well. Plus, Kraft has been embroiled with his own legal stuff, has yeah, not but, been but winning. The, but I'm just saying that the this, rub and tug situation that I'm was going that on in Florida, that was years seen, ago. Yeah, but what I'm saying is these players haven't seen that part of Robert Kraft. Winning, he was probably around a lot, hanging out with Tom Brady, dancing and partying, winning championships. They're seeing probably a different or maybe even a more distant Robert Kraft. Uh, so who knows? David Tepper, the only surprise here is he's not the lowest-ranked owner. He was a D. There were four owners that were below David Tepper. The Glazer family was a D minus. Surprised by that. The Steelers, the legendary Rooney family, they were an F. The Cardinals, I could understand it with Michael Bidwell. Talk about controversy. He's been embroiled in a lot. Here's the biggest surprise, though. This was an F minus. I didn't even know they went this low. I thought if you just got an F, that was it. The Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, Clark Hunt, lowest-ranked owner. That's stunning to me. And I was reading, because, you know, it's a long article, so things get aggregated, that the players wanted improvements in the locker room. And all he did because of a shortened offseason after winning a championship was, like, give them new chairs. Think about Kansas City. Do we ever hear a negative thing out of Kansas City? Andy Reid, jolly, friendly environment. You have the best quarterback in the game. You have one of the more popular players in the game in Travis Kelsey. And the team that has won back-to-back Super Bowls and has won three Super Bowls 
since 2000, uh, since uh, 2020, excuse me. They are, or 20, yeah, it was January 2020, or February 2020 when they won their, their, their Super Bowl. They're the lowest ranked owner? Santa, how does that one make any sense? Sometimes it just shows you when you win, there's sometimes sacrifices. Some guys don't end up getting paid, right, when you have all these guys and they have to go elsewhere. But, man, I'm, I'm just shocked. If you would have said who's the lowest ranked owner on this, I would have said without a doubt it would have been David Tepper. There are four owners in front of David Tepper. The Bucks, surprising. Steelers, surprising. Kansas City, surprising. Cardinals, not that surprising. I'm shocked about the Chiefs having the worst ranked owner. And we don't hear anything negative about the Hunt no. family. You know what I mean? Like if like there are owners that we hear negative things, so I wouldn't be surprised. Like if if people were negative about Jerry Jones, I wouldn't be all that surprised. If people players were negative, like Jerry Jones, though. What? Oh, sure. I'm just saying, like, like we hear a lot of things about Jerry, good and bad. So we don't hear anything about the Hunt family. We don't hear anything good or bad about the Hunt family. So it is very surprising, especially when teams are winning and guys, maybe guys aren't getting paid. Maybe there's a lot of guys who were cut from the Chiefs, mm-hmm. were like go by the Chiefs or traded or whatever, who feel a certain way because the they're no the longer road. there. Like the Tyreek Hills or the Juju Smith-Schusters mm-hmm. who kind of got, you know, unceremoniously let go. Maybe they feel a certain way, but so that shouldn't be enough shocking. to be last. I mean, they're winning. they've won three Super Bowls in five years. Uh, the team is happy. Everyone seems good. The, the, the head coach was the number one rated head coach. That's my the team. How could you rip my owner? I don't get it. I'll put on the Chiefs hat here. That's ridiculous. Uh, Clark Hunt, you, you want to uh, give me a million dollars? I'll come play for your franchise tomorrow. All right. This is that Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Today was a, an interesting show. The 4 p.m. hour went off the rails a little bit, but in a good way. Big thanks to Maggie Gray, Hot Take Hickey stopping by, Eric Eager, the VP of Sumer Sports. Big thanks to Stu Botcher and uh, Moist Mike as well, each and every one of you. I'll be back on Monday. Robin Lundberg tomorrow. Amy on Fridays. I'm off to Puerto Rico. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.